Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we have got a special guest Woo-hoo! for you today. He's the creator <laughs> behind the new Transformers one from Skybound and Image Comics, Daniel Warren Johnson. Daniel, welcome. It's me. It's me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm drawing a Batman cover. Oh, I'm wow. so behind. Ooh. I'm so behind. So wow. I hope it's okay that I draw while I talk to you guys. Oh, no, that's master great. at work. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I'm also drawing a Batman cover right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's. Yeah, I'll show you. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. that's oh, awesome. Cool. That's very cool. Uh, and uh, great looks, interview. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, appreciate exactly. it. That's all we wanted to talk about. He no, looks bummed out. He looks bummed out, Batman. Yeah, he's yeah, he always looks like bummed out. Look, when you run out of ideas, you draw a bummed out Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we jump over and talk about Transformers? And I'm going to give a spoiler warning here at the top. It's on stands now. You should go. You check it out. We're going to get into full spoilers. But I do want to ask a general question first, because this is part of the greater Energon universe that kicked off with Void Rivals going into Transformers. We're going to get a Duke title from Joshua Williamson as well. How did they pitch you on this? What was the idea do they say hey did you want to do a transformers title do you want to do something as part of an interconnected universe how did it start um so my um editor on extremity and murder falcon sean Eckwitz, gave me a call yeah um he gave me a call and he said uh hey uh we got the license and because we have been i had known that they had been going for it for a while um i did some spec art for Skybound when trying to get the license. Um, uh, and he called me. He's like, we got it. And hey, I'm just throwing it out there. Would you be interested in writing and drawing Transformers? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. I love the slow play. Like, so Christmas morning, it's coming. <laughs> like, it's very much like a uh, fun surprise. So I, I didn't actually say yes right away because, um, you know, it was a licensed comic, which come with challenges. I mean, mm. um, and I was working on do a power bomb, and uh, I was having the time of my life, you know, drawing it, and um, showed. Yeah, <laughs> you. you definitely showed but in that book. <laughs> I uh, I was 
also getting very tired. Um, I was like, I think I might want somebody to tell me what to do for a little while. Um, I <laughs> put so much of my heart and soul into uh, do a powerbomb. And I was not burned out. I just, you know, I after do a powerbomb was over, I tried to work on my own stuff again, like my own creator on stuff. And I just couldn't get any of the ideas to start uh, forming. So after a while, uh, after thinking about it for a little bit, I uh, called Sean back and I was like, you know what? Let's freaking do this. And uh, it was, it's about time that I finally learned how to draw Optimus Prime's face. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you about that, actually, in terms of drawing Transformers. You're clearly going for it feels like more like classic cartoon look here. But yep. it feels like they're tricky, right? Because they're very boxy. How do you? Oh, my God. How do you get the characterization out there at the same time? Yeah, so I found that um, that was actually one of the reasons that I said yes to the project because um, I knew it was going to be a challenge. Because mm. one of my first questions to Sean was like, look, are we going to be doing some like fancy new stuff? Or are we going classic? And he's like, we're going <laughs> classic. We're bringing it back old school. Like, we'd love to have you on board. And I was like, okay, that gets me interested. But along with that classic look, like you said, boxy, uh, you know, it's uh, not what people maybe would normally assume my style would fit well with. And I knew that, and I kind of wanted that challenge, which is uh, one of the reasons why I said yes. And um, trying to figure it out was tough because, you know, when like drawing like a van and murder Falcon, right? Like I would automatically tighten my wrist and I wouldn't necessarily use a ruler, but you know, I'd be stiff, you know, cause I want it to look realistic. And um, I found myself doing that because it's mechanic, they're mechanical things, you know, with the transformers, the first issue, I'd be like starting I'd tighten up every time it was time for me to draw Optimus Prime's shoulder or whatever. And it just looked terrible. You know, <laughs> it looks so stiff. <laughs> um, I found that I really needed to uh, let go and loosen up just like I would normally do with like a human character, um, which is very organic. You know, I really, whenever I draw uh somebody human or a, a character that I, you see often in one of my stories, I'm drawing them quite fast because I have to draw them a million times on the page anyway. Um, so I found that I needed to take that same attitude with the Transformers because if I tried to draw the Transformers in a more precious way, they would just look stiff and lifeless. In order to give them life, I had to draw them like they were a human, you know, with my wow. style. So just like throw away the, the uh, technical pen and get the old brush and uh i don't usually i don't spin my page really when i draw much you know like a lot of old inkers do um so i can get every stroke to be exactly right uh, i find that to be just really boring and i can't stand it <laughs> but um if i just attack the line uh, so i one of the reasons that i could always get away with that is uh the way that i draw humans you know i'm just going i just go and i'm moving pretty fast but when you try and do that with transformers and you have to draw a straight line, you get, I get a little bit of this like Charles Schultz wave, you know, like a little wiggle. Mm, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not on purpose. It's like an accident. Like, cause I can't quite control it when I'm going this way, when drawing like a straight line and I'm not twisting the paper and it just makes for a better looking thing. It just looks a little more lifelike. It's the best dude. Uh, I mean, I, I love hearing those process details. I will say in the, in the book, when I, we see the, um, the ship, 
Yeah. Like straight out of the cartoon. First off, nostalgia hit. I feel like (laughs) you were like, let me replicate. This feels like perfect. Like it feels like a photo. And I don't know if it's a photograph from my memory that you've somehow captured. (laughs) but And that feels intentional to me. And so you're hitting the nostalgia and then you're getting into like, again, just a huge emotional, somewhat upsetting story for these guys. (laughs) <laughs> well, can I can I ask you about that? Because we meet this character, Spike, we meet his dad, and there's clearly some sort of loss that they've suffered. Mm. Uh, unspecified, probably, I would assume, to be rolled out throughout the rest of the series. That's something that really defines a lot of your work. Like you mentioned, do a powerbomb that's very much at the center there in terms of, spoiler, the loss of the mom. It's also at the mm. center of Murder Falcon as well. What draws you back to that as a theme, a loss of a family member? Maybe just all of my stories are like Lion King with different window dressing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I don't know, dude. I uh, I feel that's a good question. Oh man, I wish I had a good answer for you. I I just it just uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe because the stakes are a little easier to get into than like. I don't know. Then, like, I, oh man, it's a great question. I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> well, I think Let's here look. it really works because you got, and you lay this out very simply in the first page. You have a father and son who are not connecting, and the father is essentially, literally, the way you lay out the paddles, being replaced by Optimus Prime, everybody's dad. Oh, that's uh, right. So, so exactly. I assume that's kind of where the idea started from. My right? truck dad. Yeah. Truck dad. Truck daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it weird, man. <laughs> oh, it's all right. It's not weird in my life. Yeah. Last time I was at Universal Studios, I was like, hey, there's Truck Daddy. Hey, Truck Daddy. <laughs> room, room, room. Stop. Truck Daddy's home. <laughs> <laughs> I found that um, a lot of those beats that you're mentioning, like with kind of the replacing, and things that I didn't even do on purpose, um, because uh, when writing like an issue one script, you are kind of throwing darts into a dartboard that's like doesn't have any lights on. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like it's like each dart is like a character, and you're like, I think they're gonna do that, and then I think this one's gonna do that, and you're kind of like building out a story kind of by math because you're like, okay, I need to give this character drive, and I need to give them a reason to like engage in some crazy thing that they're gonna do, but you you're not quite knowing of the characters yet. You're like still figuring them out as people and as beings. So when you have them do stuff in the story, especially in those first few pages, you're like, I think this works. Um, And then as you get further in, you get more confident in the decisions that you make. But a lot of it is just me like going like this, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) doing a hundred little magic tricks. (laughs) It's like, yeah, like I'm just going to, Make this storyline appear. And so because of that, I am grasping at things that make me feel and hopefully in turn will make other people feel. And that's the goal. Uh, And so oftentimes what you're reading in those first two pages is just a stressed out me trying to 
uh, make some sort of connection with everyone else that might be reading it. Well, that's speaking, so interesting. Uh, let, let, let's let Pete yes. talk, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've been behaving this whole time. I need to be geeked out. Okay. First <laughs> off, true. we've been mentioning amazing works here. Murder Falcon, unbelievable comic. Thank you so much. Do of a course. power bomb. Uh, you know, got to say with exclamation point, unbelievable uh, work of art. Thank you so much. Wow. I lost my mind when I read this Transformers comic. This was such a great combination. Justin talked about the nostalgia hit. Like, I really felt like a kid again back seeing Optimus Prime, like whooping ass, like doing the things that I remember from my childhood. It was so awesome to see your art and then have a little heart infused that you like to bring to projects on Transformers. I felt like from someone who maybe got older and then the movies weren't made for me, I was kind of like, holy shit, I'm back. I'm back in it. I'm in the Transformers make sense to me again. Like I was so excited. I am so happy that you got put on this project or jumped on this project because I feel like it is such an amazing combination. What, as far as nostalgia or, you know, when you first got to Transformers, what was kind of important for you to bring in how you kind of did your version? Well, it's kind of funny you asked that question because you kind of answered my question. <laughs> you answered it for yourself. Um, all the feelings that you had reading the comic is literally the goal that I had making it, um, like pretty much to a T. Um, I was trying to do this celebration of nostalgia and the things that I was feeling when I was a kid in a way that does not nostalgia kind of has this like uh stink on it now because it's been used mm. so many times by so many different companies to like right. get you to buy shit yeah. and uh, <laughs> it, it, it has this kind of like uh almost like yeah like a bit of a like negative connotation you know or like a like a side eye nostalgia but you know i feel like nostalgia for a lot of us especially for you know people who love pop culture and genre fiction it's a kind of a window into like how we used to view the world when we were children in a way yeah. that hopefully would inspire like hope and a desire for uh, fun. And like, uh, there's an openness to the world that maybe doesn't exist now in our old tattered bodies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's something that I was trying to uh, celebrate with making transformers and, and having an element of playfulness and having an element of, you know, uh, uh, melancholy that I think belongs in stories like this and also having like awesome robot battles and trying to give you this like cocktail of goodness that celebrates kind of like who we are as people. Uh, I'm sounding like such a dick right now, but no, uh, no, no. 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 <laughs> That's uh, validating our lives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Thank you. We'll Trust keep Daddy is more human than all of us. Really, <laughs> can, I can understand why you're kind of being like I sound like a douchebag, but I, I think when sometimes you feel like you're being too corny by kind of you know uh, uh, you know trying to be positive and stuff like that. So I appreciate it. Well, also, and I also like, got yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go. Please ask your question. I was going to say. I was going to say like reading this and like we see like uh, the nostalgia hit like we're talking about and then i'm like oh but all these toys are smashed he smashed all the toys <laughs> <laughs> but then that that then got me to thinking about transformers the show that first got us as kids and i was like they were depressed 
constantly on that show. They were like, <laughs> we miss our planet. Everything's going wrong. We try to help these people. And they yeah, hate us for it. Yeah. yeah and all but, of that I was like, wait, that's not nostalgia. That's like taking the story and bringing it to us again in a, in a way. Well, can I, can I ask yeah. you about a specific element of that, though? There's a big moment in this issue where I was like, oh, oh, no, these stakes are real. Where you kill Bumblebee? Uh, <laughs> Why did you do that, Daniel? <laughs> Why did you kill Bumblebee? Uh, what led to the decision to kill Bumblebees? There's a few reasons, okay? One is I cannot stand it when you're watching a TV show, reading a novel, comic book, where you know some bad dude is going to do something bad, and they don't do it until, like, issue four or episode four. <laughs> you know, it's like they maybe, maybe they insult somebody, but they don't actually blow somebody's head off until, like, halfway through the series. I want to know what a character is all about within the first few pages, and I feel like in a lot of ways it's what helps drive story forward when you have that open conflict. Uh, I call it the um, what is it? It's the uh, Stranger Things problem when nobody actually says how they're feeling when they really should be. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if characters just honest with themselves in the script, then like we would be done with the story like six episodes shorter, and everything would be better for it. We gotta like, <laughs> like pull it apart like silly putty, and it just gets like like less and less interesting as it drops lower and lower. So. One of those things is like Starscream is a bad dude. Yeah, and is. if I'm a bad dude and I see my this helpless piece of crap yellow Autobot right next to me and I'm alive and he's just there for the taking, I'm going to blow his head off. Like, I'm just going to do it. That's what he would do. And it's like no stepping around and no like pretending. Oh, this is great. Boom. Well, uh, and I, I assume that ties into what happens at the end of the issue, which is a real human murder where um, yeah. one of the Decepticons <laughs> squeezes a guy like a tube of toothpaste. Uh, Squish. Yes. Yeah. So same sort of thing there. Just like they're going to do it. So why not let them do it? Yeah. I just I. um, It's like I just try and be like, OK, if this was actually a thing that happened, like and if this is an actual character, you know, I'd just be like. Well, yeah, this is, well, this is, this is kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, have, I have no patience for any other realm of storytelling. Uh, that's the goal. And actually, it's really funny. I didn't know this, but uh, there's a Hasbro Point person. His name is Michael, who uh, is kind of the liaison between Hasbro, the wah, and uh, Skybound, <laughs> the comics making company. And, you know, he's like our satellite. And he, the one thing he ha- asked He's like, hey, would you mind maybe not having Bumblebee part of the first cast of the Autobots? And I didn't know that was not related to me at oh, all. God. And so, like, no problem, dude. He's like, well, I know you're going to be happy because uh, Bumblebee doesn't make out of the first three pages of seeing the Transformers. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, I, I did want to get back and talk about the coordination a little bit because sure. in Void Rivals, we got to see Jetfire. I think it's Jetfire, right? Is been uh, down, gone for a mm. thousand years. Then yep. flies off, shows up here, ultimately also dies in this issue. What what was the coordination like there? What were you told? Was it just like, hey, you got to have him show up and wake everybody up? Or was it while you were all breaking story? How did that work? So I didn't do much breaking story because Robert had this big document that he had pitched Hasbro initially that they were very happy with. So 
when I was approached to do the project, they sent me the document before I even signed on the dotted line. Uh, they asked me, uh, they asked me to like, Hey, are you okay with this? You know, we kind of have this outline that we've kind of made and there's some big moments that happen. And I read over it and I was like, these are some cool ideas. I'm happy to be a part of this. And one of those things was, uh, in Void Rivals, Jetfire is going to show up and he's the one that activates the Autobots. And that's going to be kind of the uh, impetus for how the story starts. And I said, that's great. Uh, but, you know, a lot of that characterization and the bridges between these big islands of big moments uh, are were all up to me. So, like, mm-hmm. as Jetfire is talking, you know, I'm the one writing that dialogue and I'm like, he doesn't. Yeah, I think I was the one who came up with the fact that he had no idea about Autobot and Decepticon. I, I feel like that's maybe some lore thing that I took from anyway. Uh, so I don't want to like claim that I came up with that, but that was my choice to have that in there. Um, and it was my choice for him to be like, to try and stop the fighting and to try and stop Starscream from blowing up Optimus Prime when he makes that last ditch effort. So a lot of that kind of coordination is coming from this kind of master document that Robert had made. Uh, but a lot of it, a lot of like the personal moments and those human elements that you kind of get in issue one and of the action set pieces, those are all mine. Um, and I've had a lot of agency within that, which has been really fun. Also, it's kind of nice to like know you're building towards something bigger than yourself because somebody else has made the hard decisions and you can just kind of chill. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which after do a power bomb, you know, I was ready to chill. <laughs> like working on Transformers is easy compared to do a power bomb. I just wanted to ask one follow-up real quick. Uh, On the opposite end of the spectrum, are you setting anything else up here? Like we find out that Spike's dad was probably in some sort of war. Is that in any way setting up the Duke series? Is it setting up G.I. Joe things? Or is that contained in Transformers? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Wobbly shoulders right there. Those are some wobbly shoulders. That's my answer. All right. (laughs) Fair enough. Justin? That's a good answer. Uh, I was going to say, I find it interesting. Well, two things, I guess. You talk about um, writing story as like math. When I feel like everyone's like, your stories are intensely emotional. Um, So how do you translate that? How does that math become emotion? Or is it? Like you said, like, I want to say what's happening so it's out there and I'm not being coy with anything. And that's where the emotion just like uh, punches through. I think with um, with those that kind of like not being afraid to go places, that's more of a bad guy element, I think. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's a great catalyst for conflict in that way when I approach storytelling in that way. But when it comes to those human elements and throwing darts on a dartboard, uh, you know, I call it math because it can feel a little mechanical and not like right here. Yeah. Um, dude, the same exact thing. I did the same exact thing with do a power bomb and that first issue of do a power bomb. Like when she loses her mom, I'm like dead inside. I do not feel anything. You know, like, and then her mom dies in a ring and they're at the hospital and and I'm over here like drawing it. I'm like, I wonder if this works. Like, I really don't know. And then by issue seven, I'm there. I'm like, yeah. I'm writing that scene. I'm making myself cry on the plane. You know, I'm in it. But like, I love that. That's so interesting. You see, it seeks up on you one. too. Just like us. Wow. And it's hard because like, uh, you know, I'm like hard. Uh, every time I work on a new project like creator owned or not, I'm like, maybe this works. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. 
um, it's just a, it's, it's an adventure every single time. And it's always an exercise in, uh, eating a big old humble salad. Cause I'm like, (laughs) I really don't know if this works every single time. Like every time murder Falcon, uh, wonder woman, you know, transformers, like it's all, it's when I start, when I'm writing it, it's like, I'm wooden. I'm like, this works because it works in like how to write a storybook. Like, you know, the, the, the chapter one, how to give characters drive, make them have an, a want. Like, well, they yeah. want this and I'll write this, you know. I also love that instead of humble pie, you eat humble salad, which is a yeah, healthy that's alternative. Healthier. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> I guess smart. so. It tastes worse. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. That's uh, true. Quick question. Well, hopefully, because I think I probably could get another shoulder wiggle here. We get a tease that something <laughs> happened with Megatron, or they don't want to talk about Megatron in some way. Are we going to see Megatron at some point in the series? There Ooh, it is. The shoulder that's an wiggle. even wigglier. You love the shoulder wiggle. That's even wigglier. <laughs> the whole time you were talking, I was like, how can I get another well, shoulder Well, to that end, though, how much of this, I, I know you said there's the big story document that Robert Kirkman came up with. How much of this do you have planned out at this point? How long are you potentially planning on staying on Transformers? Do you have a, like, 30-issue Uber story? <laughs> oh, my God, so many shoulder wiggles again. <laughs> That's a full oh, body I, wiggle. Right I, sorry, I, I did it before you finished your question. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Feeling the for wiggle. sure, for sure, I'm writing another six issues after the six that I write and draw. Okay, uh, awesome. After, after that, we'll see. Okay. Right. And what can you what can you tease about what's coming forward other than shows or wiggles in issue two and beyond? Yeah, of course. Um, Starscream squishing more people. Yes. <laughs> Soundwave being really sad about Ravage. Oh, uh, yeah. The Matrix of Leadership. Oh, Ooh. wow. Matrix of Leadership. Awesome. Ooh. And just to kind of wrap up here, to get back to what you were saying earlier, how I, I know this isn't exactly a break for you. You still have a lot of work, but given that you were saying you wanted to take this on because you wanted to try something different, now that you're deep in it, how does that feel? How, how are you feeling when the cusp of the release or the release of this book i'm feeling good i <laughs> i can't i'm like too close dude i'm like too in the weeds yeah. um yeah i can't really like it's hard for me right now to like zoom out and be like i did a good job um <laughs> i am I'm still in it yeah i'm still in it. the deadlines are really intense right now uh you know I am. It's it's a it's projects going great, but it is a different animal working with a company like Hasbro, where they're like making yeah. notes on things. We're like, it should be this way, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know they have you know other opinions, which is fine. It's part of the gig. Yeah, but that's yeah. another thing where it's like I'm learning and getting stretched in that way on how to still make something that I feel is awesome. Um, I am really proud of the work that I'm doing. I just I don't know. It's hard sometimes to. Uh, be super confident about it. I mean, I wish I could be over and be like, yes, it would feel great. <laughs> 150,000 copies, you know, but I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm just uh, doing my best. And uh, I mean, I still have to can't change my kid's diaper like every day. Uh, yeah. Every like, day. Sometimes it's multiple crazy. times in my experience. Yeah. Like three times a day. Oh my God. Yeah. So I, I win my Eisner. I win my Eisner. I get on the plane. I have an Eisner. It's in my carry-on. And the first thing, my wife's like, Bo, 
Uh, Yeah, I just want to, in case you're not confident, I think you are killing this. I mean, that cover alone, when I was, uh, you know, holding it, I was just like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm about to go on an amazing adventure. Uh, So I think you're killing it and just want to, again, say thank you uh, for your work and sacrifice because it comes through the page and makes for... (laughs) other people's lives to be more enjoyable. So thank you. Well, I appreciate that, Pete, because I have people like you in my head as I'm drawing these scenes. Uh-oh. I'd be like, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pete gets picked up and squished. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I'm, I'm like, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people like you guys, like you people, like everyone that I know have read my stuff and had a really positive experience uh, with it. And, uh, that's one of the reasons why I hesitate to, uh, answer when you ask about how I'm feeling, because I feel, uh, like it's, I, uh, I just really don't want to let anybody down. Aww. That's mostly what it is. So, uh, well, so far you, you definitely aren't. Yeah, it, definitely it feels aren't. like it shows in the work. Mm-hmm. And, awesome. and let me say, like, I feel like you're, you're not crying on the plane yet, but maybe you're getting close for this book <laughs> in relation to the others. <laughs> And I love that you're talking about this book as a vacation from like your your other work because this also feels intensely emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to you on this uh, Mark Dacaria trip that you're on, making this awesome comic book. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Congratulations, Daniel. Pleasure yeah. chatting with you. Thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to read the second issue. And if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Transformers or literally anything else. Apple, Android, Spotify, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter slash X, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, transform and roll out. Vroom, vroom, truck daddy's home. More than meets the eye. We all said things. Truck Daddy, Truck Daddy. You know what? I may have to have Starscream say Truck Daddy. Let's go. Yes. That's a classic villain line for sure.